Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your Chief Lounge Lizard, and your host for today's show. Today we're going to be talking about casual games that runs the gamut from everything you see on Facebook to uh, the casual games that you download and play. In fact, uh, in some in some respects, these games are becoming more popular than the uh, than the the mainstream games that most of us gamers are used to. So joining us directly from the pound today is Marie. <laughs> Marie, welcome to the show today. That's all right. I think Marie is being attacked by uh, dogs. Well, let's welcome Kelly while Marie gets the uh, gets the zoo in shape over there. This is not a morning zoo show. <laughs> Kelly, welcome to the lounge today. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. Well, absolutely. And Kelly, actually, this is kind of your show. You sort of brought it to our attention since you are sort of our Facebook goddess and you're playing a lot of these games and things. And uh, some of the stuff uh, that you were sending that we were looking at, uh, to, as of today, uh, there was an article in, um, what was it, the Wall Street Journal? Somewhere. It was some, some paper. Yeah. And it was, uh, this little game called Cityville that launched and, uh, they got a hundred million users in 41 days. That's just. Yeah, that's quite a record. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. So, um, so yeah, we'll definitely be talking about the, uh, the popularity of these games and why, why people like them so much. Um, and then, you know, also the effect that this may or may not have on the, in the overall game industry. Uh, so Marie, are you back with us? Have you fought off? The pack of wolves. The, the dangerous, dangerous postal guy is gone. Okay, cool. All right. Well, welcome to the lounge today. Now, I know you have been reviewing not so much on the Facebook side of things, but um, you've been looking at. Uh, we've got a bunch of casual games from a company called AWIM, um, which I believe are Russian, and uh, they. You've been reviewing some of them, and you've been you've been having a really good time with them. Oh, absolutely. Now, they have been producing some gorgeous games that are really fun to play. Now, were you surprised? I mean, I know you are like, I know you love Oblivion. I know you, you say you know um, Cyrodiil better than your own neighborhood and things like that. So were you, as a sort of more hardcore gamer, were, were you surprised at how you know sucked in you got by these casual games? Actually, yes. And I think part of the reason um, that it happened you know, what I think of as casual games are are like little puzzle games or, you know, little 2D platform games, which generally, I, I have to admit, don't hold a lot of my interest because I get tired of the repetitive part of the game. You know, Angry Birds, both of my sisters love, and as pretty much does everybody else on the planet, I think everyone on my Twitter feed is playing Angry Birds, but I don't like it because I get tired of doing it. Mm. Um, these games have engaging storylines, like Letters to Nowhere, which is, I don't think that review is up yet, but that has a completely engaging storyline. I was completely sucked into that game and was, you know, disappointed when it ended on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and the next one's not re- available just yet. I know, the next one's not out yet. So I was like, oh, no. Now, Letters to Nowhere, um, is it is it a hidden object game? Because a lot of these that you looked at were. It is a hidden object game. Um, so how is there a plot it, with a hidden object game? How do they, how do they integrate well, that? Well, that's the... That's the funny thing. Um, it sets up the whole storyline is that this woman's uh, husband disappears, and she goes to look for him um, when he doesn't show up, and she's looking for objects, and and you know some of it is contrived. Obviously, you're looking for things that don't really relate to the story, but then while you're looking for those things, you're also finding um, letters 
and the letters reveal information um, from someone who says they know where her husband is. Oh, okay. And then she gets start. She's starting to get creeped out because it doesn't seem like this person. She can't tell if this person is on her side or involved in kidnapping him or. And so there's this kind of steady reveal through these letters of who's helping her. And then it has this like creepy twist. <laughs> it's really, it's very engaging. Oh wow. Um, and I, I like the hidden objects aspect of it. But once again, that would get repetitive to me if it weren't for the storyline that went along with it. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, so I know, like, I, I don't know where we draw the line. Um, and Kelly, I'll go back to you on this and since you're sort of the, our default expert. Congratulations, here's the casual expert crown. <laughs> um, oh joy. But I mean, it's, it's hard to, isn't it hard to say, I mean, where do, how do we define a casual game? Because like, like Marie said, she, she was just playing Letters to Nowhere and has this engaging story. I mean, I'm not a hidden object guy, but that sounds like a game that I could get into because obviously I like you know I play role playing games I like plots and things and you know I'll I'll play in the role playing field I'll play some role playing games that aren't the best games in the world just because I want to see how the story turns out so so where is the line between casual games and and I guess what you call more of a mainstream game. Like last year, a game came out called Torchlight, uh, which was, was sort of like a dungeon delving title, you know, and it had beautiful graphics and everything, but it was very simple. And they were billing it as a as a as a casual game. I mean, but but it sort of straddled the line. So so Kelly, I mean, where do we where do we draw the line? So before we start talking about casual games, what what, what do you consider the line is? What's a casual game and what? What makes the difference between that and a, a full game? Well, I used to say just length. You know, if the story, if it's really, really short, then it's casual and simple, very simplistic in nature. But now that's kind of went to hell in a handbasket real fast because, like, there is no ending to any of the Facebook games. Pretty much they just go on and on and on. <laughs> It's like crazy. I'm like, shoot. And I thought, well, maybe you could define it as um, you don't have a gun and you're not blowing somebody's head off, which I quite enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some of the iPhone games are are shooters. Mhm. They're based. A lot of them are based upon an actual mainstream game. Sure. Because yeah, I've got the I've got Resident Evil on my iPhone. That's Not awesome. that I have any time to play anything anymore. Is <laughs> so, yeah. is Resident? I, one oh, I, was, I was just curious. Is Resident Evil on the iPhone any good? I mean, I love Resident Evil. Not bad, but damn it, I miss the controller. Mm, yeah. Okay, makes sense. All right. So, so okay. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mary. I'm not an expert, but this would be my dividing line. Be careful, Kelly. She's trying, to, she's trying to steal your crown. <laughs> oh, she can have it. <laughs> Kelly's crown is safe where it is. Um, but for me, the difference is skill set. Mm. There's almost zero learning curve with a casual game. You know, a casual game should be something that if you've never played a game before in your life, you can pick up in five minutes or less. Right, okay. Um, and... It should be relatively easy to put down and pick right back up. Mm. Whereas there are some games, like I can remember when I was playing Twilight Princess, I got all the way to the end and then got sick and couldn't play for a long period of time. Okay. And when I picked the game back up, 
I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. I had to go back. Uh, because you had forgotten like the plot, or you forgotten the interface, I, or I'd lost, I'd lost enough of the plot and enough of my in-game skills that I couldn't play at the level I needed to play to finish the last bit. That, that's a, actually that's a good definition, I think. I mean, and it, it, very yeah, very good. Uh, and the interesting thing is, well, I, maybe we have a princess crown for you, so <laughs> you, <laughs> you can a little tiara. But um, no, that makes sense. And in, in fact, uh, you know, I, and we sort of take it for granted, us being sort of expert gamers. I think we can all consider ourselves expert gamers, as any skill that you do for like you know twenty hours a week at minimum is probably makes you an expert in. Um, but. Uh, uh, I was it was interesting because uh, I just had an experience to that. I I finally got Mass Effect Two. It finally came out for the PlayStation, and I am yeah. absolutely loving it. It's so cool. I'm so sucked into it. I uh, I actually played it one night until three in the morning, and then I went to bed, and I had to go to work. I had to leave the house at eight thirty, so I got up at seven thirty, so I could just mine one more planet before I went to work in the morning. <laughs> So it was pretty bad, but um, it was interesting in the in the combat interface. I'd been playing Fallout New Vegas for a long time, you know, and I'm going through the second playthrough of that, and I'm like pushing the button in Mass Effect to bring up my Pip Boy, you know, and instead my character's like ducking or something. I'm like, oh, wait, the controls are totally wrong. So yeah, with a casual game, I guess you don't really have that because like something like Farmville or Cityville, it's it's pretty much you know you just you fill up your trough with food and the animal comes and eats it, and you know, <laughs> so it's right. It's not, you know, and it's the same with the uh, the Awen games. Those are or Awen. I don't know how you pronounce. I'm it. not sure. We'll have to ask them, I guess. Um, they they're basically point and click games. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a. Con- I mean, if you understand point and click, you can play this game. Right. Okay. You know, so I think that that's a huge. I think that's a huge dividing line. Yeah, and I think it, it, the interface. Um, being so simple means that more people can come in, but more people are comfortable coming in. I think that there are players out there who would enjoy a game like Mass Effect 2 immensely. They may even be sci-fi nuts, but they might not be gamers. And they wouldn't feel comfortable um, getting on and trying to figure out the game. I mean, it's a very uncomfortable feeling when you first get a game and you don't really know what the heck you're doing, you know? And and right. and with the casual games, there's, there's, there's really no learning curve. I mean, pretty much, you know, it's not... Well, also, ironically, I think a lot of people who play games like the Facebook games or the iPod games or iPhone games, mm-hmm. um, or I suppose I should be fair, Droid games, whatever, yeah, Droid whatever games. your smartphone app you have. The droids are coming along. <laughs> those people, I think, would look at a game like, like Mass Effect or, or Oblivion or, or you know any of those games and say, oh, well, I don't have time to play that. Mm. <laughs> Even though I know Facebook people who spend hours yeah. casual gaming on Facebook or, you know, on their iPhone. <laughs> but in their minds, there's a separation between sitting down at a console and committing. <laughs> you know, I'm going to play this for the next, you know, it, it, well, till, till I, like a normal person and say a couple hours. Well, yes. And... <laughs> You know, as opposed to me, who's like, well, the next five hours at least I'm committed. <laughs> um, or ten. Or, well, let's not talk about that. Anyway, the point is, I think a lot of people look at, you know, quote unquote serious games and say, well, I don't have the time to play that. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think maybe, I mean, I like your, I think the definition is perfect for what the dividing line is, but I think another definition might be, or sort of a, a sub definition might be games that you can screw around at work and not get in trouble with. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> if you're playing, yeah, it's hard to drag your PS3 into work and hook it yeah. up. Yeah, hey, I'm just mining. I'm mining planets, boss. It's really important. We really need more palladium. <laughs> our our palladium revenue is up 32 percent this month because of me mining this planet. Um, as opposed to you know you're just sitting at your computer and nobody really knows that you're feeding cows or donkeys or whatever. <laughs> so. Didn't you like some of the social games that has the panic button that you can have it up, be playing it, hit that panic button, and it instantly minimizes that game down and boosts back up another browser that you have designated to go to this particular site? Oh, that's yeah. slick. That's slick. We used to have that way back in high school in the, or in the dawn of computers, um, uh, for me anyway. So you sort of can figure out my age from that. But, um, yeah, we, we had, uh, Tetris was the big game in the computer lab and everyone was playing Tetris. And Tetris had a boss key where if you pushed it, it brought up a spreadsheet. <laughs> that was just... Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Remember when it would just pop up with a spreadsheet? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was very, uh, it was very primitive, and unfortunately, our teacher got to know what that spreadsheet, fake spreadsheet, looked like. So he was always like, "Oh, I see, Moscow is uh, doing better than uh, than Kiev there." Okay. <laughs> you see, now where I just I'm just started my first semester at Marshall University, I will tell you that professors have gotten very smart about this to where they don't even allow laptops in class. Mm. No taking notes on laptops because they know you're probably BSing them and you're actually on Facebook or doing something else. Well, we got by for years and years with just pencil and paper. I'm sure you will too. Yeah, you ruined it. <laughs> you, you guys ruined it for me. <laughs> Great. Well, um, well, Kelly. So, so the um, the show today is sort of about the the popularity. What are some of the what are some of the popular games that that people are playing? I mean, we mentioned um, sort of the newest one in in the world as of the recording of this. Um, there'll probably be like three more by then. But um, but uh, that was uh, Cityville. What are what are some of the other ones that uh, people are playing that are sort of making the grade here? Zynga is a dominant force on Facebook. They're also on MySpace, but I don't know if anybody still uses MySpace, especially now they did that redesign to try to look more Facebook-like, and they just threw it all to hell. (laughs) (laughs) But they're pretty dominant because they've got not only the newest one, Cityville, they've got Farmville. Mafia Wars. Oh, Mafia Wars is a big Vampire Wars. Yeah, Vampire Wars. There's a... Texas Hold'em one that they have. Oh, I bet that one's popular. Quite yeah, <laughs> quite addictive too. Well, like, ah, isn't there Cafe really... World or? Yeah, there's Cafe World. There's another one that's also that's not owned by Zynga. That's that Chocolatier. Hmm. I can't remember who does that one. Cat, but they're on there. Cat, Cafe World, I hear, is addictive for some people. There was just a story in CNN about some woman who. Uh, her baby drowned in the bathtub because she put the baby in the bathtub and then she went to play Cafe World for like three hours and forgot that the kid was there. So, I mean, it's- I'm sorry, but that doesn't happen to serious gamers. That's true. You know, you don't hear about that. Oh, I'm going to go play Mass Effect. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because we know we're going to be playing for five hours. <laughs> you know, you don't leave the baby in the bathtub and then go play Mass Effect <laughs> pretending that you're only going to be doing it for a minute. No. You know what I'm saying? That's that's true. I I yeah. I I start Mass Effect and I don't say oh it's just five minutes. I I pretty much know I'm gonna go until I get hungry, thirsty, <laughs> have to go to the bathroom, or the cat bothers me for something. So I mean you know that could be an unlimited, unending period of time. So yeah. Oh sure, but I mean what I'm saying is, 
you know when you sit down to a console game. All right, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> I think casual gamers like to fantasize that they really do it only for 10 minutes, which is why people do it at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm only going to do this for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have seen that. I've seen coworkers who are like, uh, oh, I'm just eating lunch, and I'm going to play my game while I'm eating lunch, and their lunch goes from like 11 o'clock to 3.30. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You know, meanwhile, their Bejeweled Blitz score is being advertised all over Facebook. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Well, some smart people turn that off, but yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, so, okay, well, here, here's my, here's my question. So, um, so I guess, you know, as, as the, the game industry news people here, I, um, you know, I get a, I get a, uh, casual, um, magazine. It's actually really good. It's put out by, um, Oh, Jessica Tams is the publisher, um, but it's called Casual Connect, and it's all about the casual game market. And they're sort of like the GameIndustry.com of the casual game side. They they only focus on div- these developers of casual games. And this is a thick magazine. I mean, it's like 60, 70 pages, and there are a lot of developers in there. So, I mean, I think, you know, in that respect, it's a good thing. But, I mean, for the overall game industry, uh, I wonder if... You know, I just I worry that if say Disney, because one of the things I mean, Kelly, you were saying Disney was buying Disney bought somebody, right? And then played them. Yeah, they bought played them last year. I mean, no small chunk of change, you know, seven hundred and sixty three point two million dollars. I mean, really? Oh yeah, and, and I think a lot of us serious gamers need to rethink and be like, oh. Bollocks. We should have went into social gaming. We should have developed a game for that instead of thinking big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all thinking. Yeah, we're thinking this big thing, and they're they're doing some. And EA paid four hundred million for uh, Playfish. So another 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 uh, casual thing. Well, I'm just wondering. What, I mean, what do you think the? If, I mean, obviously, the the logic is, and I don't know if this is good logic or not, but I've heard this logic before. Uh, from previous presidents um, at the E3 trade show, uh, where they say that it's good to bring in the casual gamers, and the logic is that if you bring in a million casual gamers, then maybe a hundred thousand of them will advance, you know, to become actual gamers. So it's sort of like the gateway drug. It's like don't smoke marijuana because if you do, you'll be doing crack by next week. That type of thing. So, um, so that's sort of the logic. And I don't know if that's the case because most of the people that I see who are casual gamers don't actually consider, you know, buying a console and moving forward. Um, but I guess I guess some do. I mean, they must. Um, but I mean, what do you think about the the rise in popularity of casual games? In terms of the overall market, because I mean, if you're a company like EA, okay, you you just spent forty mil, four hundred million dollars on this casual game. If you can put your resources into a casual game and get a hundred million players in one week, isn't that where you're going to put your resources as opposed to developing Mass Effect Three? You would think they'd be looking for the money. Where yeah. the uh, the the Facebook games get you is. They're free. You don't pay anything to play the actual game. Where they sucker you in is for people that don't want to be patient and wait and stuff, and they want to level up and get this and this and this done and complete these tasks. But they need these items. Oh, yeah, you got to wait until your level, or you can 
pay with cash and get them now. That's a, that's actually the greatest marketing philosophy ever. When when I was in college, we used to run this live action role playing game. It was a vampire game. We ran it on Halloween, and uh, you had to. Um, find who the vampire was on campus and everybody was in costume and everything and and it was actually really cool because all the mundanes actually played we had you know we had at one point we had like 500 people playing you know and there were only probably 50 nerds on campus <laughs> that were running the game so it was pretty cool but the mundanes they had to work like there was there was a way to get holy water and there was a way to get a steak and there was a way to get everything but you really had to work your tail off for it or you could just pay us for it and you could get it for free and we made so much money because people are inherently lazy and they would rather pay money than actually do work for something so i can see where that would be a good business model it's an excellent business model but to your to your original question I don't think that has anything to do with also spending money on developing big games. And here's why. Great literature is still being published. Oh, uh, you know, you can, like what, Twilight? I mean, where's this great literature going <laughs> no, no. But Twilight funds the smaller titles okay. in publishing. Okay, okay. Okay. You know, Snooky's new book from Jersey Shore is out. Mm. And that will allow publishers who love books to publish less popular titles that matter to them. Okay. It's the same with gaming. You know, if if Cityville pumps millions of dollars into a big gaming company, then they then have those millions of dollars to not only produce, you know, a dozen clones of Cityville, you know, Suburbanville, Farmville, you know, Joe's Backyardville, whatever. Prisonville. <laughs> right after. Yeah. You know, Chick's Prisonville. <laughs> but then they can also spend big money on serious titles that are going to appeal to a smaller audience. Yeah, I suppose there's, there's no bad in this. Yeah, I suppose if they if they only concentrated on the casual games, they would lose their street cred if you would <laughs> for the other stuff. Well, but they also I, I can't help but think at least the the people the game developers that I know, they love hardcore gaming. They they're not going to stop producing what they love in favor of only making these little games that make a lot of money. These little games that make a lot of money will fund the things that they love. Hmm. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting theory, and you might be right. I wonder what Nate would say to that. Because <laughs> Nate is sort of more the truth. Something angry and bitter, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, you know, Nate looks at it from a strictly business point of view. But I mean, I, I hope I hope you're I hope you're correct, Marie. I mean, what do you think, Kelly? Is that what, I mean, what do you, what's your opinion on the on the subject? I mean, you play both, really, kind of. Yeah. Uh, well, I only play. I do the Cityville every now and then now on Facebook. I've blocked everything else. I was like, no, absolutely, <laughs> this is not affecting my GPA. Uh-uh. <laughs> the next step I see with Zynga, especially where they've got all this money coming in and all these followers, I see them going to the console. I'm seeing. I'm foreseeing a live title or something for the PlayStation Network. Mm-hmm. And possibly having that option to where you can link your Facebook profile to it. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the possible. Farmville game for iPhone, you could link it, and it's your same farm on Facebook as it is on your iPhone. Well, and I have to say, I am spoiled for games because I have a, and I bet you guys do too, an enormous television. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I don't want to play. Something that I care about on a three by two screen. Mm. 
you know, if if I care about my farm or my city, I want to see it, <laughs> really see it, you know. And I think the people who get hardcore about this and and really get all involved in it would probably love the opportunity to, you know, see it big. That's true. I mean, there are ways to get it big. I mean, I have I have a I have a 24 inch gaming monitor on my my PC gaming system, and that looks pretty. Yeah, that, but it's hard to do that at work and not have people know what you're doing. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's true too. Um, but I was just thinking, and on the screen look. In fact, I had a uh, my my wife had a friend come over who's like not a tech person or whatever, and she comes into my office, and well, of course my office is decked out in you know all kinds of colored blue lights and Star Trek Star Trek models and things like that. It's it's an awesome place, but she looks at the monitor and. She goes, isn't that a bit excessive? That was the first thing she thought. I'm like, what are you talking about? But, but you know, the 24-inch monitor, monitor looks big. But I go into the other room with the 52-inch TV, and it looks like, you know, a, a postage stamp. So, yeah, exactly. I, I could definitely see that. So, um, um, PopCap is a company that is sort of in between. I mean, I know they have the Bejeweled game on Facebook now. Um, but previous to that, they were sort of – they were sort of a casual gaming company that was marketing their games in a traditional way, and they were actually and they were actually being successful at it. I mean, I mean, Kelly, you you played Plants vs Zombies like probably more hours than anyone on the planet, right? <laughs> I always think. Oh, I don't know. I think my friend Monique could give her a run for that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Between the Mac, my Windows Tower, my phone, and my Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you have the same game on all of those platforms, but um, uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, so they they've sort of been successful, and and I think I think maybe when when people at trade shows talk about bringing casual gamers into the the full fold, I think it's I think it's more companies like PopCap who have games like Plants vs Zombies who are going to do that than the Facebook games because the Facebook games I think Marie's correct in saying it's too easy for people to to pretend they're only playing for 10 minutes or to fool around at work and then never never touch it outside of those times whereas the a game like Plants vs Zombies you're actually getting a disc and putting it in your computer or or downloading it and specifically playing it or whatever I think that is more you're sort of getting into the mechanics of gaming, and then you'd be much more likely to say, you know, I really liked that Plants vs. Zombies game, and here's another game that has zombies in it, and it's a little more complicated, but maybe I'll like it just as much and pick it up. Sure, and I think that's, I think there's a, there's an industry kind of strategy there. I think that was the whole point of the Wii. You know, PS3 and, and Xbox 360 went after the hardcore people, and Wii went after everybody else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And then, again, God, they've been successful. That's true. Absolutely. And uh, now they're in nursing homes everywhere. <laughs> well, but you know what? How great is that? It's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, because it's not like it's not like the human animal is that different from generation to generation. And the same people who, you know, can't bowl anymore in reality because their shoulder is bad or their knees are bad or they can't risk slipping on the lane. You know, they love wee bowling. <laughs> You know, and and that's awesome. Very cool, very cool. Yes, and uh, who knows? Maybe. And I think, uh, I think PlayStation Move, and I think Microsoft Connect is is the those companies acknowledging that yeah, maybe we need to get more into the casual game. And it's cool that there's other applications that are coming out that are more advanced. But I mean, a lot of the PlayStation Move stuff, like Bug Swatter and things like that, is definitely aimed at the casual gamer. 
Um, and, and Kelly, I don't know what you're finding on Connect, but it's probably the same type of thing right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, very competitive. All the sports titles and stuff. It's very competitive. You gotta rearrange your living room a second time. <laughs> yeah, and literally, I think those games are. I don't know. I, I have issues with those games. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's a pain anytime they want two players want to play Connect Sports because that's when traditionally that's when the recliner gets moved back against the wall. The coffee table has actually been moved into the kitchen to make sure <laughs> right, they suddenly have. Suddenly, you've just... got to create your own gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and also, or, frankly, for the kinds of games we play, I mean, the serious games that we play, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know about you guys, but I can't jump around the room for ten hours. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I mean, you know, I work out like everybody else, but uh, ten hours is pushing my jump around the room time. Yeah, when I get home, uh, I do like to just, and I, I found this with Mass Effect, I do like to just settle into my big, huge, comfy chair and sit back and move as little as possible, maybe just my thumbs, and play the damn game. Um, it's Yeah, so when you want to, it's your, your segregated veg out time, Tom, where you just literally, uh, and just go with the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Alright, well, okay, so here's my, here's my final question. So, are we seeing the casual game market peak right now? Will the casual game market, or, I mean, or will it continue to grow? I mean, a hundred million in a week is astronomical. I mean, I don't know if, uh, next week are we gonna see some game comes out that's going to have um, 200 million players in in a week. I mean, maybe if they do, what was Marie saying, uh, um, Chick Sim Prison or whatever, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to search the web to see if the beta is available. <laughs> but um, I would like to be a tester. Uh, the... Um, but or or you know or is it or are we seeing the the apex of it or is it going to warp into something else? I mean, what what do you think is going to happen in in the casual game market or maybe we'll be redefining it? And uh, Kelly, you're the you're the vet and you've got the the queen uh, hat instead of the princess hat, so I'll let you go first. I'm curious to see how it goes because with this type of news hitting with Cityville, I'm very curious to see what they come out with next to try to top it. Because mm. I'm I'm kind of think people are realizing, wow, that many players and that many days on Facebook, oh, human productivity has just went down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if people are going to start self-realizing that. The collapse of American industry. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll that'll be the that'll be the news story the day when a game comes out and we actually see a drop in the gross national product or something <laughs> nice. as, as a result. I don't think anyone studied that. We said we could be the first uh we could study that and put out a survey and we would we would make world well, headlines. Aren't you uh Kelly, aren't you in uh in uh school now? I smell a thesis. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that is a good thesis. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, well that's cool. Okay, Marie, what, what do you think? What's the what's the market going to be uh, a year from now, or ten years from now, or next week? <laughs> Actually, I think that what's going to happen is these simple games are going to become more complicated because there's only so much you can do um, without making the learning curve higher or steeper. That's true. Hmm. So. What I think will happen is these games that are available in places like Facebook or, or apps – well, actually, the ones that you can download for your phone are already more complicated. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
I think that they're just going to bump up the skill level. And so you're going to get a richer variety of games available, games that cease to be casual, I suppose, by our current definition, if we're going to go with the um, the skill set as the definer of a casual game. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get games that are less casual available through things like Facebook. Because if you could port something like World of Warcraft through Facebook, I mean, World of Warcraft is already this huge, monstrously large online thing. Oh, EverQuest, and EverQuest has, uh, well, they're, they're launched, there's a EverQuest Facebook, um, thing that you can play. I, I haven't seen it yet, and it, I may just still be in beta, but I think, I think you're correct, Marie. I just wanted to say, I, I have seen companies that are trying to move that direction. Well, see, I think that's where it's gonna have to go. Because there's only, you know, unless you're willing to go for, you know, the chick prison sim, uh, there's only so much stretching out that you can do with really simple formats of games. You know, you can make them more beautiful and you can make them in different settings, you know, so we can have, you know, I don't know, Sim Egypt and you do it in the land of the pharaohs or whatever. But I mean, eventually you, you run out of, of ways to stretch that concept without bumping up the skill set required. But if they bring these millions of people along, then they're going to get better at gaming. You see what I'm no, saying? No, it, it makes perfect sense. It's brilliant. Actually. You know, their, yeah. their skill sets are going to creep up so that they can begin to make the games more and more difficult and more and more complicated. Right, okay. And, you know, they may have been – I don't know if that, that EverQuest thing is – I mean, I haven't seen an ad for that on, on my Facebook page, which I get a lot – anything that's even remotely game-related gets advertised to me, as I'm sure it does to you mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's either small or still in beta, or so they, you know they haven't really pushed that. All right, yeah, I'll have to. I'll look. I got a press release from them about it, so I don't know. I'll I'll check it out. Um, I'll check it out, and if I find it, I'll I'll send you guys a link so you can you can check it out. But um, great great theory. So I mean, casual games are pretty cool. I mean, I find myself. I mean, if if somebody like Marie can find herself playing them, <laughs> and you know who who knows, uh, you know maybe um maybe they are the future. But I think. That uh, you know the the skill level will improve, and so maybe we're we're creating we're we're taking a whole untapped workforce of unskilled gamers and making them skilled gamers. So who knows? We'll have to see how we'll have to see how that goes. All right, um, uh, let us know what your favorite casual game is. Our email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com, and our Facebook page, which doesn't have any games on it, but it it's really cool to to read all the cool stuff that we're putting up there, uh, is facebook.com/gameindustry, I believe. <laughs> so visit us there and friend us and tell us how cool we are and we'll do the same for you. All right, um Kelly, Marie, thank you very much. Um sort of like a casual game. Our show started out supposed to be a 15-minute show and went on for much much longer than that. So, uh we will have to say goodbye for today, but I will hopefully see you guys both next time here in the lounge. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. Uh I'll see you all next time. Until then, uh may all your lost cows be found. Let's see ya.